Welcome everyone to the Insatiable Appetite. My name is Renee Wheeler. I'm a senior consultant here on the Hartman Retainer Services team. And I'm excited today to be able to talk to you all about some shifts around consumer eating habits as tracked in our Compass Eating Occasions database. We've created a new report about COVID-19's impact on eating. And I'm here to discuss some of the highlights from that report with David Wright, Senior Marketing Manager here at the Hartman Group. Hi, Renee. Hi. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, David. Uh, to give everyone a little bit of background about our Eating Occasions database, or what we call Compass, this is an online survey which we field three times per year in the spring, summer, and fall. And we've asked respondents to tell us everything that they had to eat and drink in the past 24 hours. And from there, we select two of those occasions, really diving deeper into who was present, where it took place, when the eating occasions took place, you know, how was it sourced and prepared, and what need states are driving that eating occasion. And we've been fielding this survey since 2012 and have captured over 150,000 eating occasions through 2019. The data analyzed in this report was captured during our spring 2020 wave of fielding. That was April 9th through April 30th. And it's compared to the spring wave of fielding in 2019. So we're able to examine some changes in eating habits that are influenced by the pandemic, as well as some habits that have remained the same. Uh, so in fact, one of the most important takeaways from this report is that while we saw unprecedented changes across various aspects of eating, the basic rhythm of eating, so when we're eating throughout the day and how many times, along with the broader food categories that we're consuming, have remained virtually unchanged. That's really interesting, Renee. Um, this report is has tons of interesting insights. Uh, I know from the ongoing work that we do in terms of consumer research that we've seen big shifts in terms of how consumers shop for and cook food, all of these things relating to the pandemic and the effects it's had on household finances and concerns about health and safety. But we don't see as much in the headlines or in terms of information about how COVID-19 has impacted eating habits. Um, what are some of the things you saw in terms of changes in eating? Well, it's not too surprising, but we do see that away from home eating occasions have been cut in half. So prior to the pandemic, about three quarters of eating occasions took place at home, while the other one quarter took place either at work or at restaurants and other just away from home locations. So today, it, you know, it makes sense. All the restaurant closures and working from home have resulted in a large increase in at home eating. Um, in fact, it's reached 88 percent of all eating and drinking occasions are taking place at home. And that's up 12 percentage points from 2019. Uh, well, away from home occasions, as I mentioned, have been cut in half. So this dropped from 24% to only 12% of eating occasions in 2020. Wow, I, I, guess, I guess given all the impacts of the pandemic, it's not too surprising to see consumers say that not only are they much less likely to be eating at restaurants, that makes a lot of sense, but are also far less likely to be eating anywhere outside of the home. And with all the eating at home, have you seen any changes in terms of meals and snacks? Yes, um, actually the significant increases in at-home eating were among morning snack, lunch, and afternoon snacks. So these are the occasions that previously took place at work or restaurants, on the go. 
And also at-home dinner occasions have increased significantly. And this is predominantly due to that decline of restaurant dining. So at dinner in spring of 2019, 13% of dinner occasions took place at restaurants. This dropped down to only 4% in spring 2020. Wow. Yeah, those those changes seem like things you might expect, uh, given the number of consumers sheltering in place. What about mm-hmm. changes in terms of who people say they're eating with? I know in the past, we've seen a lot of things like eating alone and snacking alone. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen some decline in eating alone, which again makes sense with more families and couples at home together. They're more likely to be eating together. In addition to that decline in alone eating due to social distancing, you know, we're also seeing occasions among friends have dropped. But, you know, qualitatively, we've observed consumers still finding time to connect virtually and even enjoy meals together, you know, over Zoom, etc. Wow, that's fascinating. Are there any times of day when people say they're more likely to eat together? Yeah, well, the decrease in alone occasions is really driven by those early morning through lunch eating occasions. So all of which are less likely to take place alone when compared to spring of 2019. Alone occasions uh, that previously occurred, you know, at work, on the go, such as your morning commute, your drinking or eating on your way to work. Um, these are now more likely to take place among um, couples or families. However, after lunch, alone occasions remain relatively similar to pre-COVID um, eating. Well, wow, that's interesting. So have you seen other eating behaviors that are similar to before the pandemic? Oh, yeah. One surprising finding is that same-day food sourcing has survived the surge we saw in stock-up shopping at the start of the pandemic. So, in fact, almost one-third of occasions outside of restaurants involve same-day sourcing. And to clarify, when I say same-day sourcing outside of restaurants, you know, this can still involve food and beverage sourced from food service, so from takeout or delivery, uh, but that hasn't changed in the past year. And also, At the same time, close to one quarter of occasions still involve a special trip to the store. Uh, So we're finding that this is a behavior that's difficult to change when consumers are used to getting what they want when they want it. That is surprising, Uh, you know, with all the talk of people doing large shopping trips. So a lot of people are still sourcing food the same day. Yes, uh, that's correct. And similar to pre-COVID, younger generations continue to be more likely than Gen X and boomers to source their food and beverages on the same day as consumption. Uh, These younger generations are still more inclined to utilize delivery and takeout from food service for those last minute decisions around what to eat. That's fascinating. What other things do you see in the report that surprised you? Well, what's interesting is that consumers are choosing to cook. So instead of replacing restaurant occasions with ready-to-eat options, we're seeing an increase in moderate levels of preparation, particularly among lunch occasions, as well as heavy amounts of preparation, particularly during dinner. And snacking is always interesting. So afternoon snacks in particular, because this is actually the one day part in which restaurant sourcing has been replaced with ready-to-eat items. And this is also the time of day where boredom is playing more of a role. So instead of swinging by a local coffee shop or QSR for an afternoon snack, consumers are instead reaching for a quick and easy, on-hand, ready-to-eat snack item in the afternoon. 
And, you know, while early morning snacking occasions are much less likely to take place alone today, those afternoon and evening snacking occasions are not any more social than they were prior to COVID-19. So although we're seeing a general decline in eating alone, we see that afternoon and evening snacks are really that last bastion of me time. That's fascinating. So, so you're saying people are still snacking alone, even though they're home together. That's quite surprising, though we know people love to snack. And I know mm-hmm. in the past, we've done a lot of research on the eating alone trend. It's always been fascinating. We know that consumers, for consumers, eating alone has increasingly been a time with less negative associations. And is, you know, they look at it now as a way to relax. And as you say, have some me time. Absolutely. You know, we, we find snacking and eating behavior overall are just fascinating topics. And we have a lot more insights in the report that connect eating habits with shopping, health, cooking, flavor preferences, and even restaurant selection criteria and sourcing. And we think that as the pandemic continues to pose a threat to individuals and communities, consumer eating patterns will continue to be impacted you know, for the foreseeable future with implications throughout the food and beverage industry. Thanks, Renee. It's a fascinating report, and I think it illustrates how useful the Compass database is for uncovering insights and opportunities that link to eating habits. Uh, For those of you who are interested, you can learn more about this new report and our Compass database by visiting the Hartman Group website. Thanks for listening today. Thank you. Thank you.